0: You're listening to The Q's Podcast, Episode 30. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of The Q's Podcast. If this is the first time you found the show, welcome and thank you for joining us. We use this form as a means to talk to credit union industry leaders and cross-industry experts for a wide range of perspectives on trends and topics relevant to you. I'm your host, James Lenz, Q's Professional Development Manager. In today's episode, we'll explore brand building with Denise Lee-Yan. Denise is president and consulting partner for Denise Lee-Yan Incorporated. She's become an in-demand keynote speaker, inspiring business leaders around the world to improve their brands. She's a brand-building expert, speaker, and author. Denise enjoys challenging readers to think differently about brand-building. It was with that goal in mind that she wrote the best-selling book, What Great Brands Do, The Seven Brand-Building Principles That Separate the Best from the Rest. She has been a regular contributor to the Harvard Business Review blog and Forbes, and has been a sought-after writer for publications including Fast Company, Entrepreneur, and Knowledge at Wharton, just to name a few. News media, including Fox Business TV, CNBC, The Wall Street Journal, and The New York Times call on Denise when they want an expert point of view on hot business issues. Denise initially cultivated her brand-building approaches through several high-level positions in advertising and client-side marketing. She served as lead strategist at advertising agencies for Burger King, Land Rover, and Unilever, and as a marketing leader and analyst for Jack-in-the-Box restaurants and Spiegel catalogs. Denise went on to head Sony Electronic Incorporated's first ever brand office, where she garnered major corporate awards as a vice president and general manager of brand and strategy. She has run her own firm as an independent consulting partner since 2004. You'll have the chance to meet Denise in person at the 2017 Q's CEO Executive Team Network. She will deliver a keynote on building a rock star brand for your organization, followed by a deep dive on how you can take action specifically with your credit union immediately upon return to the office. You probably heard, this year Q's is rolling out a whole new take on our CEO Executive Team Network conference, all based on your feedback. We're planning a two-day event with stronger, more structured sessions. We'll take a look at vital industry issues, then find solutions together in organized workshops. Make plans now to attend CEO Executive Team Network October 10th through the 12th at the Cosmopolitan of Las Vegas. Check out all the great speakers, professional development, and networking opportunities. Visit cuesorg slash CNET to learn more. Now, some takeaways from my interview with Denise include define brand as a business changes in brand building strategies over time, some of the biggest challenges organizations face to communicate their brand effectively and insights on her best-selling book What Great Brands Do. Here's my interview with Denise Leon. All right we have Denise Lee Yon. welcome to the show. Thanks for being here Denise. Thank you. Now Denise, you currently serve as a speaker and a consultant. You're the author of a couple books, including the best-selling book, What Great Brands Do, The Seven Brand-Building Principles That Separate the Best from the Rest. I'm looking forward to our chat today about what great brands do, but before we do, I want to start off the show, if you don't mind. Denise, do you have a favorite success quote or mantra you live by professionally that you'd be willing to share with our listeners?
1: I do, and it is, feel the fear and do it anyway and it's actually the name of a book although I haven't actually read the book if I can can confess but I like the title so much because I think it speaks to the fact that um, we are often called to do things that are kind of scary that we're called to take risks um, to get out of our comfort zone and so it's okay to feel the fear but that you shouldn't let that fear stop you from taking that step or taking that risk so I try to live by that as much as possible.
0: I like that a lot. Yeah, leaping forward, regardless of that fear, that can lead us to a lot of great opportunities in our life. That's a great, great quote. Denise, I'm looking forward to having you share your insights on branding and about your book. But first, tell us about your background and experiences, if you don't mind. What were some of your cumulative experiences that led to your book and current consulting work?
1: Well, I have been out on my own now for about 14 years. Prior to that, my last corporate job was with Sony Electronics, heading up their brand and strategy group. And I would say that was probably the most formative experience because that's where I learned and developed a lot of the methods and strategies I use now in my brand building work with my clients. Prior to that, I worked at a couple of advertising agencies and then also at Jack in the Box Restaurants and Spiegel Catalogs. So I've been in the business for about uh, 25 plus years. Of course, I started when I was three, um, <laughs> but um, that's, that's a brief summary of, of where I've been so far.
0: <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you. So you've been with some very well-known, very large organizations working on brand development Denise, could you please provide a story of great brand turnaround that you were a part of?
1: You know, I would say that I would probably point to Jack in the Box restaurants and um, because Jack in the Box is not a national chain, I'm not sure how many of your listeners are familiar with it, but it is a fast food restaurant chain. Last count, I think that they had between 1,000 and 1,500 units in primarily uh, west and south and some central areas, but not in the northeast or east. And as I said, I had worked for them. In early on in my career, and then I also went back and consulted with them as an outside resource to them in the last, uh, I guess now it's probably going back uh, seven, eight years ago. And the without going into a lot of detail, what I will tell you is that you know, the fast food restaurant industry is very competitive, and most of the brands are price-focused. You know they're uh, focused on giving you as much food for as little money as possible, and that's a dangerous place for a brand or a dangerous space for a brand to compete in because your offering can become quite commoditized as a result. And so the first time that I was with Jack in the Box, uh, I was part of the the launch, or I should say, kind of relaunch of their brand when they introduced this Jack. CEO character if any of your listeners are familiar with the brand Jack is this bold convention-breaking CEO that happens to have a huge white kind of ping pong looking ping pong ball looking head so he's this kind of funny character um, but what he does is he brings an element of personality as well as accountability to the brand that I think adds a layer of value to its customers beyond just you know Good food for a low price, and so that was a great learning experience for me. And how uh, having a character or a symbol or or some sort of mechanism that represents what your brand stands for, being bold and convention breaking, how that can actually position your brand in a highly commoditized industry. And as I said, that was um, part of my experience the first time I worked with them. When I returned to work with them as a consultant more recently. You know, I think that they wanted to expand what their brand stood for so that it wasn't completely reliant upon this Jack character, but that actually they could be much more about their food and not just the you know that it tasted good, but that it was really indulgent and craveable and just super yummy, the kind of food that you have to have. And so a lot of the work we did was clarifying that positioning and then getting the entire organization to to embrace and interpret and reinforce that idea of fast food lovers' favorite fast food in everything they did. So a lot of the brand work we did that time was more internal, getting everyone aligned and engaged with that brand idea. In both cases, um, the financial performance of the company definitely increased and improved after the brand work that we did. But more importantly, I think that the company itself experienced a rejuvenation and a renewal internally within their culture. So those are a couple of the things that I would point to that I'm most proud of.
0: Yeah, Denise, thank you for sharing that example. You referenced a highly commoditized business, fast food. Credit unions are in a similar position. So when you speak mm-hmm. at our 2017 QCEO Executive Team Network event on October 12th. They'll be all ears to what you offer. In your book, Denise, What Great Brands Do, the seven brand-building principles that separate the best from the rest, you describe branding as business. We know that branding is so much more than logo and advertising. It can often be difficult for people to define. What do you mean as branding as business? How do you define branding? Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I think that there's a big difference between brands and branding. And I think branding is the process of associating certain symbols, whether it be a logo, whether it be a tagline, whether it be, you know, certain visual identity, or even a way of communicating that I think distinguishes your brand. And that's really important, particularly when there's so much communication out there and you need to just to stand out and make sure that people notice you as a brand. But you need to go beyond simply branding to real brand building. Building your brand in terms of its value to your customers, you know, what you offer to them is of value. But then also building your brand in value to your organization. Really using your brand as a a way of thinking about and running your business so that everything that you do is aligned with what you want your brand to stand for. So when I talk about brand as business, basically what I'm saying is that there should be no difference between the way you build your brand and the way that you build your business, whether that's targeting certain kinds of customers, whether that's developing certain products or services that you might offer, whether that's designing a customer experience, you want all of that to be an expression and a delivery of what your brand stands for. So your brand is so much more than those visual elements, although those visual elements are an important part of it. Your brand is really how you run your business. I always say your brand is what you do and how you do it.
0: Wonderful. Do you have an analogy for brand?
1: Some people talk about your brand as being, you know, your image or your personality or your message. I really think that your brand is, as I said, what you do and how you do it. So you might think about your branding as the things that create a perception, but your brand is really your identity. It's really who you are at your core.
0: How have brand building strategies changed over time to what we see now?
1: Well, there's a lot, as I said, there's a lot more communication out there, just, you know, with the proliferation of social media. There are so many more ways that people get information about your brand, and many of those ways are not in your control. You know, think about when you go to decide if you're going to go to a certain hotel or restaurant, you're not looking at what the company is saying about themselves, or you, you might. But I think you're probably more likely to read a review about, you know, go to Yelp or you know, go on Google or do mm-hmm. some searching and really find out what the what the quote unquote truth is about about that company. And so um, I think brand building has become less about putting out a message and controlling it and tightly prescribing what you you know how you want your brand to be represented out there and more about orchestrating everything that is said and done about your brand so that it all adds up to what you want your brand to stand for so that means cultivating relationships with your customers and other people who are sharing information online about you it's about delivering great customer experiences so that when someone writes a review about your business they're actually promoting your brand positively and saying the things that you want them to say about you. So, again, I think that this idea of your brand is what you do and how you do it has become a lot more influential now than in the past when you could have maybe relied more just on advertising to create a brand perception.
0: Denise, what are some of the biggest challenges that organizations face to communicate their brand effectively?
1: Well, I think first of all, you need to be crystal clear yourselves about what your brand stands for. So, what is your purpose? What are your distinguishing values and attributes? Who are your target customers and and what is the value you create for them? And you need to explicitly identify and articulate that and Um, you know, write it down. Um, Even just being that clear about it is an important first step. And then secondly, you want to engage everyone who works on your brand, primarily your employees, but you, as a credit union, you probably have a lot of other stakeholders in the community and other business partners that you work with. You want to be engaging them as well in that your brand platform so that everyone is informed in their heads about what you want your brand to stand for. They're inspired in their heart to support that and support it with passion. And then they're instructed with their hands and feet on how to actually make on-brand behaviors and decisions so that your brand really does come to life in everything that you do. I think that most organizations jump to what should we communicate about ourselves And they don't do those foundational steps of clearly identifying and articulating what your brand wants to stand for and then engaging your people with it. And without those foundations, you know, everything that you communicate could just be like putting lipstick on a pig, you know. So Uh I think that that's where I would point you to start.
0: Those are good thoughts. Does an organization such as a credit union need to be of a certain asset size to effectively define their brand within their market?
1: I In fact, I don't think that you can start too early. You know, I think if you think about your brand as a tool to align and drive and guide everything you do, you want that clarity up front when, even, when, even when you're a very small organization. And then over time, you can devote resources to expressing and communicating that through advertising or other communication channels to your market. But I, I think that, you know, even when you're starting out, it's important to have that, that kind of stake in the ground with your brand. And you know, you gotta remember that all these great brands that we admire, you know, the Starbucks and the Apples so and the Nikes of the world started as small companies. And the reason why it, I think in large part that they've become so successful is because they started the right way. They were clear about what they wanted to stand for, and then they kept true to that throughout the years. So um, I think, yeah, you can never start too early or be too small.
0: I know our members will look forward to attending your sessions. We'll get to that more in just a a bit. But, Denise, tell us more about your best-selling book, What Great Brands Do, The Seven Brand-Building Principles That Separate the Best from the Rest.
1: To do was take a look at all those great brands that all of us admire and break down what is it that they all do to, or what have they done to build their brand so successfully. And based on my own experience working with some of those brands, as well as a lot of research and interviews I did, what I discovered is that great brands do think about and work on their brands very differently they're much less concerned with what their logo looks like or what their latest social media campaign entails and much more focused on what is the actual value that we're delivering to customers. How can that be different and relevant and compelling? So what I've done is I've outlined, as as the title says, the seven principles that really distinguish great brands. And so we have principles like great brands start inside uh, I mean that great brands start brand building by cultivating a strong brand-led culture inside their company. Another principle is great brands avoid selling products. I mean, don't get me wrong, there is a transaction of some yeah. sort that happens mm-hmm. between customer and company, but they're much more focused on creating an emotional bond with their customers instead of pushing products on them. So the book takes you through those these principles, it shows you case studies so that you can see the methods and the results that were achieved by these great brands. And it also includes lots of tools and actions that you can take to start brand building in your organization right away. I should say it's available on Amazon and it's available on hardcover, ebook, and audio version.
0: Listeners, be sure to check that out. She has the experience, she's done the research and put this in a very organized fashion that you can have key takeaways that enable you to better your business. So check that out. Now, Denise, you are set to deliver a keynote and workshop at the 2017 Q CEO Executive Team Network event. Denise, could you describe a little bit about what the attendees should expect from your two presentations?
1: Sure. Well, the keynote is going to be all about how to achieve brand leadership. I call it how to become a rock star brand, really. And so I'll be taking you through those seven principles from my book, showing you examples and walking you through kind of the the thought process and the strategies as well as the actions you need to take in order to implement what great brands do. And then in the workshop, we're actually going to dig in and do some work on your the list, your listeners' individual brands. So you'll be able to take the principles that I talked about in the keynote and actually start working on them on your brand specifically. So we'll narrow in or focus in on the key principles or key issues or key challenges that you have. Talk through how you should be addressing them and come up with an action plan of things that you can start doing the next day to build your brand. So the keynote will hopefully be a combination of teaching and inspiration, and then the workshop will be hands-on instruction.
0: Make sure you check that out. Any remaining tips for our listeners, Denise?
1: Well, I think you'll have to come to my session to hear them. How's that for a teaser? That
0: sounds fantastic. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you, Denise, for being part of the Q's podcast. Appreciate you taking time out of your very, very, very busy schedule. It means a lot to us here at Q's, and I think it'll mean a lot to our listeners.
1: I'm really looking forward to being with your group in a few months, so thank you very much.
0: All right, Denise, thank you very much. Have yourself a great day.
1: Thanks, James. I'll talk to you soon.
0: Bye-bye. If you have not yet subscribed to the Q's podcast, I encourage you to do so. The great benefit of subscribing to the podcast is that all episodes will be automatically uploaded to your device as soon as they are released. So that means you'll never miss a single episode. You can subscribe to the Q's podcast in all major podcast directories, including iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Also, if you have the chance to leave us a rating and comment on iTunes, that would be great. That gesture will help us get the word out to even more dedicated credit union professionals like you. And don't forget to spread the news about the show to your colleagues and friends. For more talent development content from Cues, visit cues.org now. If you're a Cues member, you have access to invaluable membership benefits to further enhance your development. Visit cues.org slash membership to learn more. Ques is an international credit union association. Our mission is to educate and develop credit union CEOs, directors, and future leaders. To learn how Ques can help you realize your potential, visit Q's.org today.